0: advice I always give to my students is like okay well bring on like another team member really develop yourself into a business and maybe offer website services and graphic design services people can come to you and now get their social media but also a whole website done as well and it's all really cohesive across social and their website Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform, and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an awesome week. Things in New Zealand have been a little bit crazy recently with some intense lockdowns. I'm very lucky to be in Wellington, so we've just come out of lockdown as of today. The sun is shining. Things are all looking bright and cheery, but it's it's moments like these that definitely make me grateful for my business and also for the stability of my business. For those who are regular listeners to the podcast, you probably already know this, but I started my business about four months before COVID hit, before the big C, before the pandemic, before the word pandemic even became a regular part of our vocabulary. (laughs) But it was a really scary kind of moment for me because I felt like I'd made a huge mistake. I felt like I had left this nice, cushy, comfortable corporate job behind, that nice regular salary. I'd left that and gone out on my own. And now there was this, this lockdown. I was having to discount my services. I was like, oh my gosh, my business is going to fail. This is the worst time ever to start an online you know, business. But as it turned out, the previous company I worked for actually ended up going under in COVID. And unfortunately, all of my former colleagues lost their jobs. And it was really interesting for me to realize actually how secure and financially secure running my own online business could be. Because although that first month of lockdown was really scary, I discounted a lot of my prices, I was intending to hire my first team member and I pulled all that back, it did slow down the process. What happened by the end of 2020 was I actually had more business than ever. I did end up hiring my new team member, shout out to Fleur, And the way I did this was really pivoting my business, targeting those profitable industries, but also developing multiple revenue streams. This is something that I'm so passionate about and I teach all of my students in my program, The Dishing Up Digital School. I constantly hone in this idea that to have a secure business, it's really important to have multiple streams of income and make sure we're not just relying on one place or one person for our money. And I think that's been a huge part of my success and also the stability of my business and the consistency and reliability of my income you know I can pay my rent I can pay all my bills I can indulge this Friday I'm going to the spa I'm very excited booked in for a little massage a little treat myself day and I, I have the stability and this consistency I know the money is going to come in and my, I can rely on my business and that is fantastic So that's why for today's podcast episode, I really wanted to talk about my streams of income and why you should also be making it a goal yourself to have multiple revenue streams if you're a social media manager or another service-based online entrepreneur. So I have five streams that I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to order them from like biggest to smallest. So like largest percentage of my income through to smallest. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I love talking about money. I love talking about this business stuff, the strategy, the behind the scenes, the structure. Um, Sometimes I find this more exciting than actually talking about social media strategy, which is funny being a social media strategist. Anyway, let's dive right into my first revenue stream, which is the least surprising one. That is my social media clients. So it's the money I get from managing other people's social media pages. That is where I started my business. And that is still where I would say anywhere between 40 to 60% of my income comes from. I say 40 to 60% because it varies a lot depending if I have a big course launch or if I have a big project for a client, if they're launching their course or their program or the new product or service, whatever it might be, it really does vary month to month. When it comes to my social media services, I have five clients that I work with regularly month to month. I say that because it's a question I get all the time, like how many clients do you have? It's usually five standard ones who I do full social media management for. But I would say month to month, this varies from five to nine people. So often what I get is people who wanna work with me on a one-off basis. They want an Instagram makeover, they want a package of photos, they want a strategy session, or they just wanna work together for a month so I can set them up and they can learn from me. So that's why I always say it's five core clients that I work with managing their full social media, whether it is Facebook, whether it is Instagram, whether it's doing product photography or whether it's just using the photos they provide. It really varies, but it's, it's mainly core social media management. And then I have that three or four extras that I work with once every couple of months. When I first started my online business journey, this was my only revenue stream. It was the only way I made money, was through working with clients in some sort of capacity working on their social media. And it was great. It was an amazing way to get started. But what I always advise my students is, it can be really frustrating, it can be really scary, putting all of your faith and all of your trust into your clients for generating your income month to month. And for me, I have had situations where because you are a contractor, people will end your contract suddenly. They'll be like, you you might expect them to roll over, do another month. They've been really enjoying your work, but suddenly they come to you and they're like, oh, sorry, I don't want to renew the contract. Like, see you bye. Like I've had this happen with someone who I worked with for three months. I thought they were quite an established business or they were a new business, but they had really big goals. They had big money behind them. They were really, really excited. We had so many phone calls about future planning, how we were going to take things to the next level, which also meant me getting paid more, you know, coming on to manage influencer campaigns, to manage their Facebook ads, all of these things. And I worked for them for three months and then three days before their next invoice was due, they told me that they had decided to take a break and they were going to work on their website and run their own social media. And it was really frustrating because it's like, I don't know. I just find it really rude when people do that, when people drop you at the drop of the hat and they don't really give you time. And that's unfortunately the downside to being a social media manager. But when we have other revenue streams, we can make sure that even if we lose one client, it's not going to be a massive hit to our income. It's not the end of the world. So if you, if you, say if you had four social media clients, you lost one of them, that's 25% of your income gone right there and you have to scramble and find someone else. Whereas for me, because I have other revenue streams to rely on, I can always be like, okay, that's all good. We want to get another client, but I don't have to stress. I don't have to take the first person who walks through the door, right? I can, you know, beef up my, uh, my coaching, my courses, my YouTube channels and sponsorships. I can rely on that for the next month to, you know, one to two months and then find the right client to bring on. I think that's a really the key thing. So when I had this situation with this client last year, I was very lucky that I had been setting myself up with courses and other revenue streams. So I didn't have to stress. It was annoying, but it was more the inconvenience and, you know, the time and excitement that I'd invested into their business. I was now a no longer a part of that that was the frustrating thing it wasn't the money side necessarily whereas contrasting that to my you know earlier days of social media when someone decided not to renew a contract it was like oh my gosh panic there's my money gone I need to find someone else like panic 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 it was very stressful (laughs) so this really brings me to my second revenue stream that I really started to develop in early 2020. And that is, of course, coaching. So this started out for me the whole of 2020. It was just private coaching. And this could be for people who wanted to improve their Instagram. You know, they wanted to work with me for a month and we did sort of one on one coaching sessions. But it also started to develop into me coaching other social media managers. And what really shifted into, I guess, this everything, everything that I do now in this podcast, it is very much I still do a lot of coaching, but it's it's really specialized for people who want to become social media managers. So that's what my private coaching program is sort of designated for now. And also my group coaching, it's all for social media managers, because I found a really great niche there and really great demand. But I love the structure of being able to do social media management, but also teach it. It's it's a really nice balance for me. I'm someone who's really passionate about teaching. You can probably tell by the amount I blab and blab and blab on these podcasts. I like to talk. I like to chat. I like to talk about all things business. And I really love to mentor people. So coaching was a really natural shift for me to add into my business. I do often get questions from my students, though, who maybe don't want to develop the whole personal brand thing. They don't want to go into coaching. They're like, well, what do I do instead? And I always say there's so many other options for, you know, something that can become your second top revenue stream. Advice I always give to my students is like, okay, well bring on like another team member, really develop yourself into a business and maybe offer website services and graphic design services. People can come to you and now get their social media, but also a whole website done as well. And it's all really cohesive across social and their website. Or maybe it's like breaking out into copywriting. Maybe you hire a copywriter and you also offer copywriting for websites or blogs. Like there are other things, but the idea is you're expanding just beyond beyond just social media management and that's what my coaching was that was the first taste and then this brings me to my third revenue stream I think the natural next step from coaching once I've worked one-on-one with people is is kind of this this next step is like okay how can I work with one-to-many how can I create a course this this coaching works really well in a one-on-one capacity but I'd like to take it further And the other thing about coaching is it is very expensive. You have to pay between one and a half to $2,000 to work with me privately versus if you do a course that's much more affordable. So I really wanted to have this more affordable entry-level offer for people and something they could sort of work through on their own. So that's when I created Get The Gram, my third revenue stream. This is my online self-study course all about Instagram marketing. It's specifically for service-based entrepreneurs. So it can be for people who are social media managers, but also virtual assistants, graphic designers, copywriters, coaches, course creators themselves. And it teaches you how to sell your service on Instagram and get more clients in a really easy, flowy, fun way the awesome thing about having a course as a revenue stream is you create it. I spent about a month creating mine and it was a lot of hard work. I will tell you that filming all the the video lessons, creating the presentations, editing it all together, uploading it, blah, blah, blah. It was a lot. But the really nice thing now is it's this revenue stream that I don't necessarily have to do a huge amount of work for every month. You know, I can promote it like right now on my podcast. I'm slyly promoting it. Link will be in the description or in the show notes of the this episode, but I can also promote it on my YouTube channel. I did a 24 hour flash sale the other week, which I'd never done before, but it was really cool. I could be like on the weekend, like, Hey, you know, it's locked down. People have extra time on their hands. Why not do a flash sale on my course? And I had two people sign up through that, which was awesome apart from the promotion side of of the course, it's not a huge amount of work. Now I have done a podcast episode all about how to start a course. So I really encourage you to go listen to that if you're interested in more on this topic. But for now, I'm going to leave it there. That's my third revenue stream. Of course, it's kind of like the third one because it is that little bit of a lower cost for my clients, my customer. It's not like coming to coaching, you pay that $2,000. So that's ultimately a bigger chunk of my revenue stream month to month. Um, Courses tend to be that little bit Smaller. Then moving on to my fourth revenue stream, this again is something a little bit smaller because it's smaller products. And that is my digital products, my membership, my eBooks, little things like that. I kind of group them all into this, this one category because if I broke them down into individual ones, like my eBook, my uh, my jumpers, my membership, and my other eBook on Amazon, like if I broke them all down individually, some of them would literally be like my, my eBook on Amazon is $2. So it might make me only $4 one month if I only sell two coffees, right? So I group all of these little digital products together under one roof. Now, before recording this episode, I actually looked up my membership group, which I started a couple of months back in April or May, I think it might have been. And through that membership group, I was actually pleasantly surprised that I have made $900 off that and that may not seem like a huge amount, especially if it's you know coming from all the way back in in April or May through to now. What what is that? September. I always forget what date it is. I you know don't know what I'm doing. It's lockdown. Please forgive me. <laughs> but what I mean is is it's nine hundred dollars, which isn't a huge amount. Compare that to my coaching, working with one student for two months, I make around two thousand dollars. So comparing that to to the membership, it is small, but every little bit helps, right? It's really really nice to to make an extra one to $200 or even just $50 a month through my membership group. Uh, For those of you who haven't heard about my membership group, by the way, I didn't really explain it. It's like a monthly group where I do live streams every week and I do monthly training sessions. We have group coaching sessions, um, hot seat coaching, guest speakers. And it's just like this fun little Facebook community. We have around 20 members at the moment. And also all of my course students and my private students get access to the membership group as well. So it's just a really fun, affordable way to get coached by me. It's only $37 a month. And I'm actually thinking about dropping the price. So go check out the link in the description. I may have done that by the time this comes out. My point really about this membership group is even though it's a small amount of money, that could equate to one client a month. That could equate to a one-off strategy session a month, this little membership group. And it's just a really nice addition to my income. And likewise with like my eBooks, if I have a a moment where I launch a new eBook or just a really good month on Amazon, I might make, you know, uh, I guess Amazon, they pay it out in a lump sum, so they pay it out, I think when you make 100 US dollars, if I am correct, it's really annoying Amazon, I wouldn't actually recommend publishing an ebook on there, because it splits off into currencies, so I've had people in like Germany, and India, and Australia, who've all bought my books, and it goes under a different currency, so there's a whole bunch of money sitting there, that <laughs> and I can't get paid out, because it has to wait till you get to an X amount with German dollars, or I don't even know what German dollars are, sorry everyone, if you're from Germany, don't no offense there, <laughs> but also like Indonesian rupees or or all of these different currencies. I have to reach the the cap in each currency to get paid up. Sorry if that makes no sense at all. But the, the, the point being is it doesn't make me a huge amount of money because I don't meet the threshold in every single country. Naturally, I don't have 100 people in Germany buying my books. I only have about four or five. But long rambly point my what i was trying to say is you get paid in a lump sum so some months might i might actually not get paid anything for my amazon ebook and then like three months later i'd get the hundred dollar us dollar payout because i've reached the cap which is really nice just a little boost a little addition to my income combine that with my membership group and there you go i've got 300 400 dollars for extra for that month which almost to me equates to a client which is amazing so that is revenue stream number four. Again, it's not a huge one, but every little bit helps. And it really helps me build up to those 10K months as well. If you're working with your social media clients, if you're doing your coaching and you have these other little things like your courses, your member bo- memberships, your ebooks, all all those little things help you along the way. Now, my fifth revenue stream, I wasn't actually sure if I should include this or not, because again, it is small. It's smaller than number four, or number three. So you can imagine it's quite small. But I again, I like I just said, every little bit helps, and I wanted to be completely transparent and show you guys where, you know, you could potentially make money as a social media manager or as a service-based entrepreneur. So my last category, I've grouped together two things, and it's kind of sponsorships and YouTube. So obviously being, I hate calling myself an influencer, I'm kind of really determined like I'm not an influencer, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, but I do use my personal brand and my personal Instagram at Ellen McKenzie to promote my business. And in doing that, you will sometimes get brands who reach out, who want to do a partnership, who want to do a sponsorship, uh, especially with my YouTube channel that I still run with my sister, a lot of people find me through YouTube and then sign up for my courses and my coaching so I kind of use it in that sense to make money for me it's not about the ad revenue it's about growing my audience and connecting with more people and getting them down my sales funnel but with with YouTube you do get a little bit of ad revenue as well which obviously I split with my sister and it's kind of like a separate business to like my additional digital business but I've kind of grouped these sponsorships and YouTube together because they kind of usually come in a package deal if someone wants to do a sponsorship it will usually go on my Instagram and also our YouTube channel. But I've put it at the bottom because it's not really my priority. My sister Tara and I did the whole influencer thing. By the way, I have a great podcast interview with my sister. Uh, go check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, but we, we did do the influencer thing while we were in university. We worked with brands like Farmers, The Warehouse, L'Oreal. Who else did we work with? I did like a Vodafone campaign, which is a huge like uh, telephone network here in New Zealand. Who else did we work with? We did a campaign with VS Assoon and then also the best one, I think one of our proudest moments, we did a campaign with GHD for Christmas, which was amazing. So we did some really awesome work, but we didn't really gel with the whole influencer industry. We didn't really find we were super passionate about it. It also took away a lot of the fun out of creating content. And for us at the end of the day, running our YouTube channel was just for fun. And we had our other things going for us in life. You know, at that point, I was starting my job as a journalist. And Tara was also, I think she was finishing up her master's at that point. And then she obviously ended up going to a fashion design school. So we had other things going on in life. And for me, I always looked at it as a bigger picture. Like I didn't just want to work with brands. I wanted to build a business myself. So in that sense, Sponsorships, again, aren't my focus. My focus is my business and building my own brand. And that sounds really, really funny to say, like I'm building my brand. It sounds like something the Kardashians would say, but it is what I'm doing essentially. And even though I'm doing it in a super fun, like Kiwi genuine way, I am building my online empire. I'm building my little brand and sponsorships for me are a great source of income. Um, It would be fantastic one day to have like a sponsorship on the podcast, for example, but but for YouTube, it's not the main priority. YouTube is all about me trying to get people into my business, get them into my courses, get them into my coaching. So with sponsorships, I would say I did one, maybe two last year. I think it might have been one, and that was when they they were they're just really cool sponsorships that I just really wanted to do. Like I did another one with again VS Sassoon. I just really like their hair tools. And they had this funky, awesome curler. This isn't sponsored by the way, I'm not being asked to mention this on here, but they had this really cool electric automated curler and they reached out to us and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Like, I love that, I'd love to do a video on that. I knew our YouTube audience would be really interested. Previous hair videos we have done have done really well. Uh, one viral video with over like 2 million views is Tara cutting her hair. So we knew it was like great content for YouTube. But again, it's not a huge focus for Tara or I and and that's why it's my fifth revenue stream because these sponsorships, they do pay well, but I'd only say yes to one a year, really one a year, I would say like we're getting to the end of 2021 and I haven't done a sponsorship this year for our business. I did get offered one, actually, spilling a bit of tea here, guys. I got offered one a couple of months back and it was for a really cool furniture store. And I was like, yes, I could totally integrate this into a vlog, you know, like house decor, renovating a room, something like that. Like that's the typical lifestyle content we love to share on our YouTube channel it's a little bit different to this podcast and my Instagram which is very business focused and very much about like social media. YouTube is all about like fun lifestyle content so I was like this is perfect. I'd love like I was a genuine customer of this furniture brand. I was like perfect taking all my boxes and then all they wanted from me was to post an Instagram on um, a couch and write a write a review in the caption about the couch and I was like yo that's not really how it works like that's really like not natural for me and my brand like those of you who follow me on Instagram would look so out of place if I randomly posted a review about a couch. It needs to be more integrated and I really wanted it to be housed mainly on my YouTube channel and then direct people from my uh, Instagram to watch the YouTube video as the part of the ad campaign and sponsorship. But anyway, that's an example of the kind of content that I turn down on a regular basis because the sponsorship just doesn't fit right with me. It's not the right brand. It's not the right product or it's just not genuine enough. Um, Ideal world would be great to have some sponsorships like hair with some of the the services that I use to run a business, you know, software like Kajabi or Xero, these kind of things. Those would be great examples of a natural sponsorship. But that again is why this is my bottom revenue stream. But again, every little bit helps. So when I do do that one campaign, like that one one or two campaigns that I did last year, it did contribute to uh, my overall revenue and also the little bit of ad revenue that my sister and I get also contributes. Um, Usually we invest a lot of this back into our YouTube channel. So right now at the moment, for example, all of our ad revenue is going into buying Tara a new camera. So a lot of it goes into equipment, or the occasional ASOS haul. <laughs> we, we, we make the excuse like, oh, we earned all this money on YouTube. Let's spend it creating like another YouTube video um, and let's spend it on clothes because that's a great YouTube video. So there are little fun things like that. So again, it's not a huge uh, part of my revenue stream. It's not something that I get every single month. That's I think the key thing with my fourth and fifth revenue streams. They're not something I can rely on every single month, but they're just something that contribute to the overall year of income and revenue. I think I'm going to end this episode here because my throat is drying up. I clearly have talked quite a bit before I leave you there. Just remember, I am currently building or recreating my Dishing Up Digital School, which is my was my group coaching program. I'm turning it into a full blown, amazing, incredible course. And that's going to be launching in October. So what I've done is I've created a little waitlist. Uh, those of you who sign up to the waitlist are going to get an exclusive discount when the course does launch. So I'm going to put a link to the waitlist down below. And yeah, it will be opening for enrollment, hopefully October 4th. I'm looking at the whiteboard above my computer and that's the, the date that I wrote in, but I haven't actually publicly put that on my Instagram yet. So uh, podcast listeners, you get the, the inside goss. October 4th is hopefully when we will launch. Oh my gosh, I should do October 3rd, shouldn't I? Like in Mean Girls. What day is it? It's October 3rd. Oh, iconic movie really want to rewatch that now but I have to go work so <laughs> I need to stop procrastinating get off this podcast I hope you guys enjoyed it remember to check out that link for the waitlist for the dishing up digital school if you want to start your own career remember to check out that link to the dishing up digital school below if you want to start your own career your own business as a social media manager it's going to be a freaking fantastic course And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the Dishing Up Digital podcast and I will catch up with you in the next episode.